Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic You Radio. And thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, intuitive astrologer and numerologer. and welcome to Living Astrology. I'm your host, Janet Hickox, and today I have my wonderful friend, Michelle Arbo, celebrity numerologist here with me. Hello, Michelle. Are you there? I'm here, Janet. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here with me today because, I, we, as we were just talking about before the show started, it is going to be a crazy next couple of months, so I'm really happy to have a numerologist here to sort of help uh, with the, the different astrology uh, transits that are going on as well. So it'll be kind of fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your perspective. So, <laughs> it's going to be a crazy perspective, I think. I, I, <laughs> I have so much information to go through here, so we're going to get going. Um, welcome to the Autumn Equinox and What's Up on the Planet show. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the transits that are coming up for the next three months or the uh, the autumn and here we are in um, just barely, in, well, you know, partway into September, and the energies are already ramping up for what is going to be a crazy autumn, kind of like what happened back in um, March as we were getting ready for the spring equinox. Something about those equinoxes, I swear, they caused some chaos. Um, today, we're going to start with... Um, some of the different transits that are going on from now. And I'm going to ask Michelle to bounce in and talk about the the uh, numbers that are kind of coordinated with the transits that are going on. Uh, we'll also be taking callers, answering questions, and maybe doing mini readings, and um, depending on you know what you want out there. And so if you would like to talk to either me or Michelle, you can call in to one nine one seven. Eight eight nine three eight one eight, and we will be able to take your call today. So first, we're going to start with what is going on right now. And as of today, see, it's kind of funny because here we are on the actual day that a very, um, very difficult sort of transit begins to shape up, and that's uh, kind of a a review of what we had earlier in the uh, late in the month of August the Cardinal Cross, and that is leading us all the way up now right into the actual uh, first day of autumn. And it's kind of an interesting thing because the Cardinal Cross is a very stable pattern. Cardinal meaning that the four points of the square are, or the cross are in um, cardinal signs. And those four planets are going to be Lilith in Cancer, Uranus in Aries, Pluto in Capricorn, and Mercury is now in Libra. And so here we have this energy where cardinal signs are are sort of action-oriented. They want us to move forward. They want us to do something. And uh, kind of they, they act almost as doorways. You know, people really like to begin something at the beginning of the, each of these uh, signs. They're, they're the gateways to each of the seasons even. And so we really, really want to move forward, but we feel like we're unable to do anything yet. And that has been most annoying for me. Uh, being a Gemini, you know, I like action. That air wants to move, and it seems lately it's been sort of stuck, and now I actually can see it visibly uh, by looking at this particular chart. And so I wanted to talk to Michelle on this one because it is a, a cardinal cross, or any cross for that matter, is made up of four points. So, you know, what is it about the number four here? 
Well, it's interesting you say that, Janet, because I know we're in a high change energy, but sometimes, Mm -hmm. because we are in the ninth month, so from a numerological perspective, we are in the highest change month of the year. So a lot of people are feeling the rush of new energy where they want to do new projects and they want to get going and they want to do new things. But a lot of people, especially if they're very intellectual people, they will use the nine months to make mental changes. So they may say, well, I want to do this, and I I want to do that, but I don't want to do this. So they're kind of making their checklist, but they're not taking action. So it depends on the energy you're carrying, whether you're using the nine outwardly in an action way or whether you're doing it mentally. So I'm kind of feeling that, like you, Janet, where I want to do things but can't because I'm a very intellectual energy. I'm a three, which is the first mental number. So I'm intellectualizing the changes and and really making my checklist and saying, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to focus on going forward? And four is all about rebuilding foundation. So, again, (laughs) using that that nine energy to say, okay, how do I want to rebuild, restructure, reorganize? And so it's about cleaning out your closet, literally and figuratively. So you're pruning saying, okay, well, this doesn't fit, this does fit. And so it seems like we're not making a lot of headway, but we are. And uh, I think it's more of an intellectual thing right now. Yeah, and I I think you're right. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of energy out there, at least from the planet standpoint, that are calling us to task for um, having to clear some things before we can actually move forward. Now, whether that's changing a thought process or changing a belief or a pattern, um, there's something that is in the way before you can actually charge forward. And I think that's, um, you know, partly why that's, this can be so frustrating, right? Because you really you really can see where you want to go. Um, but there's still something holding us up, especially when you have planets like Lilith and the Black Moon Lilith, as we've talked about before on this show, is really about the... Um, the energy of our shadow, what's what sort of unseen that causes uh, and can create chaos for us behind the scenes. And at right now she's in the sign of cancer and will be uh, for a while yet. And so we're dealing with issues of nurturing, taking care of ourselves and others, um, looking at how our past has held us back, and in a lot of ways um, relating to the very feminine mother energies. And at the same time, then, you have um, you know, Uranus in Aries, which is the go-getter energy. I, I was listening to another astrologer today uh, named Tom Lesher, and uh, I think his website is New Paradigm Astrology. And he called Uranus the new masculine uh, because it's in Aries. Uranus new, Aries masculine. So we're talking about the new masculine And I thought that was so perfect because with Lilith, we're looking back to the past to recall the mass or the feminine energy that uh, that we as uh, the the feminine, not women in per se, but the feminine energy that got left behind, um, you know, from centuries of being uh, persecuted and so forth. So we're calling back the feminine. We're calling on the masculine to bring these both into uh, a, a sort of balance over these next couple of of months, actually even into in, well into next year. Um, interesting, too, at the same time, Saturn is uh, moving into conjunction with the North Node. The last time this happened was in 2002, and the next time it happens after this one won't be until 2025. So you can see it's something that doesn't happen very often, And so when we have Saturn and the North Node meeting, we have the opportunity to move past any old or stagnant kinds of behaviors or energies, things that we got caught up in that aren't serving us. And get this, we have the opportunity to become authentic. Wow. And I know you're going to talk more about that when when we start talking about the next year, Michelle, because I, I I saw you say that the seven year is where we're going, and that has some... Uh, uh, something to do with becoming authentic. But in the meantime, while Saturn is conjunct the North Node, we can go deeper and we can dig through the stuff that we are using as a way to hold ourselves back and uh, pushing through the limits that we've placed upon ourselves so that we can enter into new territory, which is what the North Node is pushing us to do, moving forward. Now, I'm going to bring you back in here, Michelle, because Scorpio is the sign that Saturn is in, 
And Scorpio is the sign that rules the eighth house in astrology, so it resonates with the number eight. Does the number eight have anything to do with transformation and rebirthing, or can, can you tie any of that into what's going on right now with the North Node and Saturn? Absolutely. Well, eight is the number of wisdom. It's also the number of independence. But the word God, for example, and I love this because, you know, I'm not religious in any form or fashion, but the word God vibrates to the number eight. So we are God-like creators, and it's also the number of abundance and manifestation. So it's really this doubtless energy that says, go after your goals with gusto. So it's it's really this take charge, no fail energy that says, okay, it's time to take action. So I really think that... Um, you know, bringing that aid in, um, you know, linking that up with what you're talking about makes a lot of sense to me in a lot of ways because, you know, I was talking about Obama and uh, Oprah, for example. Last year they were in a personal year of eight, and we were yeah. all waiting for Oprah to fail, and, you know, Obama got reelected, and, you know, all those things. So it's this energy that says, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to go for it, and I know it's going to work kind of energy. So it's it's, yeah, um, even despite the seeming odds, right? Whatever yeah, it was exactly. that um, mm-hmm. are in in front of you, you have new energy to pull from to be able to move beyond uh, mm-hmm. everything that had happened. Um, you know, and even when I look at, uh, aren't you writing a book, by the way, about the number eight? I am. Yeah, it's the God frequency. So it's to me, it's it's an energy that says why we're all here, regardless of our path or purpose. So we all have a, a main goal as humans, and you know, being souls in human form, so to speak. So oh. we, you know, that's kind of the the next step. Uh, I think the eight is really pivotal in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And when we hit the eighth month, because the eighth month really forms for me, when you're talking about numerology, eight, nine, and one form the peak of the cycle and it's interesting that we're moving into we we moved out of august which was pretty pivotal i mean it was pretty transformational and now we're in the nine uh which is september and then we're moving into november which is um all about the one energy but also the two and so we're really in this energy that is uh really high change but it's really focusing on transformation so there's a lot of that floating around right now Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, the whole idea then with Scorpio is that Scorpio energy tends to hold on to things well beyond the time that they're useful. Um, And partly why uh, problems of the lower digestive system arise from Scorpio energy. And it's, you know, rules in astrology, the elimination system. So what can we push through or push out of um, in, in order to get beyond where we are so we can really be and see that we are the, the conscious co-creators, very God-like energy uh, that uh, human beings resonate to. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the aid is that energy that says, you know what, I, I, intellectually I don't see that it's the right thing, but soulfully I do. And eight is the number, the most active soul plane number in numerology. So it's really doubtless energy. It says, you know what, intellectually... I don't feel 100% about it, but my soul feels really great about it. And that's what the eight energy And, you know, the Chinese, for example, love the number eight. There are a lot of cultures, a lot of religions that focus on the number eight because it is that energy that does not doubt. It's it's like the soul's energy that says, you know what, I know, I just know. And that, so I think that's um, what we're relying on right now is that, you know what, I, I feel good about it, so I'm going to do it. And so the eight and the nine are really strong right now. Yeah, good, good. Kind of like that inner power drawing on that inner reservoir, the inner truth even, the authentic self right there. In the, in, in the midst of everything, we have a place where we can uh, you know, go to that brings us to our power. I love that. I just love that. Uh, you're now, you're just in the process of writing this book, is that right? Well, I have kind of, you know, dabbled in it, but for me, writing is it kind of comes in chunks. So I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that, yeah. like my other two books, this one will come as a download kind of thing. So, I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll get, I'll get chunks of it at a time and write it down and those kinds of things. So yeah, it's a work in progress, but I definitely, sure. um, I really feel good about this book that people need to know about the God frequency and what the eight can do for us in terms of manifesting, because it really is a matter oh. of manifestation. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's one of the numbers missing in my name as a, from from numerology. So it seems to be a focus that I have at, at times in, oh, in this life. Oh, yes. A lot of women, you know, I find that with a lot of women, they're either missing it in their personality, which is their name, or their birth chart. And it's all about stepping into personal power. 
So I think the fact that we were born during this time of, you know, it's a man's world, so to speak, that that era, uh-huh. you know, I think it, a lot of women were born with that challenge or they either have it uh, in their karmic numbers or somewhere. Yeah. It shows up somewhere. So they're, they're really um, working on that, filling in that blank about stepping into personal power. Yeah. I actually filled in the eight a bit when I got married and took on the name Hickox. Um because of the eight or the eight yeah. in in there was the uh, you know I added that eight so mm-hmm. I filled it in a bit but otherwise you know in my own birth name it was missing 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's interesting you say that because it's I see that so much with names you know like if my name for example when I got married um, you know eleven years ago I. I had a hard time taking on the last name, and I thought, well, this is my identity. I've been this name for this long, and I, I, re- I really struggled with it. But in hindsight, I realized that I needed the name change because it represented exactly what I was going to be going forward at the time, and that was 11 years ago, which is when I started the numbers. So my name now, um, together, my professional name is a seven, which is the truth seeker and the teaching learning number. So it's all about sharing and revealing truth for other people, which is exactly what I was uh, meant to be doing. So I always see that, especially with women. I really see that as the name changes. It's usually lined up with something pivotal in their life that they needed to change at the time. So Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, now, another key player going on right now just before the equinox is that Pluto which is a planet that rules things like inner power or power in general uh, and is also a very um, uh, power player in, in the transformation game, right? The whole idea of death and rebirth changes from retrograde motion uh, to direct motion on September 20th, so just two days before the equinox. And when we're dealing with Pluto in uh, retrograde motion we're we're really claiming our inner power so there's a lot of inner dynamics being reworked and once it moves out into direct fashion then we get to start seeing the uh, effect of the inner changes we've made out there in the world so that that's coming up here as well and then of course the autumn equinox um, I always draw a chart up for uh, each of the equinoxes and solstices because it gives me an idea of what we're looking at in the long run uh, for those three months and sort of building like building blocks one upon the other uh, to sort of make the whole year. This particular equinox begins on September 22nd, and I'm going to talk to you again in a, in a minute, Michelle, about that number 22 because I think this is fascinating too. Um, but it happens at 1.44 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time, and so um, that's when the actual equinox occurs. And the um, astrology for that particular day, as I drew the chart up, I was not expecting to see this, but there is our grand sextile again. And I, I, I posted this on Facebook um, at my Facebook page is, is uh, facebook.com forward slash living astrology. Go take a look at the chart because this has been something we've been living with all summer and it's beautiful. I mean, if you look at it, you don't know what you're looking at. That's cool too. It doesn't really matter because on some visceral level, you're going to see the beauty of the geometrics involved in this particular chart. It's gorgeous. and uh, But it also makes for a very energetic next few months right? as we're trying to connect all the dots. So, you know, tell us then about the 22. Is, is there any, I mean, September 22nd? I mean, usually the equinox is around the 21st, but today yeah. this time, oh. 22. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, it's the master builder number. So remember I was saying four is all about rebuilding foundation, right? So yeah. it's taking it up another level. It's saying, okay, we're going to rebuild foundation, but we're going to do it in a big way because it is the master builder. So it's a it's a uh, master number. And in numerology, we have the regular, um, you know, the base patterns, one to nine, and then we have the master frequencies, which are the, the 10, the 11, the 22, and the 33, mm-hmm. which carry a greater responsibility to mankind. So it's this energy that says it's global, it's big, it's broad. And so when you're talking about a 22-4 and the master builder, you're talking about rebuilding foundation, but doing it from a very intuitive soulful perspective because it's leading with the double twos which is the number of intuition and sensitivity so it's not just about little changes in foundation it's big it's it's really kind of revamping 
a big revamp, so to speak. So mm. definitely um, huge in terms of... Well, uh, you know, it, it makes me think about um, the, the huge changes, not only for us as individuals, but that the world is going through. And that um, even just even the way that we interacted just, you know, uh, this last week on the whole Syrian deal has just made me think about how far we've actually come. Because, you know, if we just go back, what, five, six years to 2003 when, um, you know, Bush just sent us off into Iraq, um, it almost looked like Obama was just going to send us off to Syria. But something happened in between the world people a, a movement began that um called for something different to behave differently and and i i know obama's taking a lot of heat for for backing off somewhat on that but i think you know wow i think you did a good job i think uh that if we're going to ha- have a new paradigm and we're going to operate in the world in a new way that we have to be courageous enough and step out there and and purposefully engage in a new way. And uh, I, I think we're starting to really see the effects of that and the power of the people in this, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is huge. You know, the master frequencies are showing up with um, greater frequency, and, um, you know, there's no coincidence that the fall equinox falls on something other than the 21st, which has been <laughs> the norm. I just I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. It says a lot about where we're headed this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, Michelle, before we move into talking about the rest of the auto- uh, astrology, I know we have a caller on the line, and I think he has a question about numerology or maybe you know his personal numbers, um, sure. and that would be with Jay. Jay, are you there? Hello, Jay. Okay, well, maybe Jay isn't out there at the moment, so... Hello? Um, Hello? There, there you are. Hey there. How are you today? Pretty good. How are yourself? I'm good, thank you. And you know I'm here with Michelle today, and Jeffrey Hi, uh, sort of told me that you had a numerology question, right? Yeah, I just wondered. Uh, great numerology. Um, I do follow it quite, uh, how is it, faithfully. I just wondered... What's happening with this month for me in terms of money and finance, or next three months for money and finance? Okay, what's your date of birth? March 24th, 1964. Thanks. Okay, sure. Give me a second here. I'm going to do my stretching. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, so you're really top-heavy in your energy. Um, You do have a lot of physical energy, but uh, your mental energy definitely outweighs your physical energy. So... You know, you're definitely one of those people who may overthink or overanalyze things to the degree that you create scenarios at times. Let me just see. One, two, four, seven, nine. Okay, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, okay. So you're in a six year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so six years now. The fact that the world year is also a six, you're really moving into an energy, or you have been in an energy that has focused on relationships, but also relationships that include yourself. So it's it's a relationship with, you know, where do you see yourself um, in relation to your goals and where you're headed. And so you're really taking a step back and looking um, from an eagle's eye view this year, really seeing things from a, a step back perspective. And, you know, a lot of people are struggling with this right now, but when you have it as a double whammy like that, sometimes you can... Uh, almost be on the spiritual mountain, so to speak, and say, okay, this is how far I've come and where am I going to go next? And you're really kind of analyzing things from that perspective. Now let me just see what cycle... How old are you now? Um, You would be 1964? 48? 49? 49. 49, okay. So that would make you... Oh, so you're an 11. Okay, so you're really being called to your post this year. Wow. Not yeah, to interrupt your your, yeah, your figuring mm-hmm. there, but wouldn't that mean that he would always every year be uh, in sync with the world year? Um, no, 
No. No? Okay. Just well, yes and no. well, yeah, I guess yes and no. I mean, his personal year would be, but not his outer cycle. So, yeah, his okay. personal year would be, so he'd always be in sync that way. But I'm just looking at his outer cycles because now you're in a cycle that, let me just see. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so you're in a cycle right now that is about things coming together, things coming full circle. Because you ha- you were in a four initially when you first started your cycles of maturity. So we have, if you could literally be on your deathbed and look back at your life and say, okay, what did I do with my life? You could chunk it up into four major blocks of time. Because as humans, we really incorporate most of our personal experience sometime between our 20s and all the way up into our 60s or 70s. That's kind of our life, the bulk of our life's experience. So the cycles usually start sometime in our 20s and end sometime in our 50s or 60s. And we keep the last cycle until death. So for you, you're in the third cycle already because you're a master number. So you started your cycles earlier than most life paths. And the cycle you're under now is the 12-3. So the major nine-year cycle is a 12-3. 12 is a whole and complete number, and three is the number of unity. So things are coming full circle. Things are coming together. Your dots are connecting, so to speak. So you're really in an energy that, um, you know, is bringing things together, but you're not quite there yet because you're in a six. Mm. Next year you're going to be in a seven, which is really self-reflective. And, you know, it's going to be all about kind of stripping clean, so to speak, a little bit more. Mm. And then you're moving into the eight. So towards the fall of next year, you're really going to start to see something shift in a big way, and that includes financial. So it's not quite there yet. Uh, I definitely don't think there will be a lot of major movement um, in the seven year, other than the fact that you'll feel called to teach or share. And a lot of people do under the seven. They'll they'll want to, um, you know, share what they know, so to speak, share their life's experience with other people, those kinds of things. But it's usually a very self-reflective year. It's not an outward change year. But toward the fall, the eight year will come in for you next year, and it's all about abundance. So then it will shift, and the dots will really start to connect, and you'll see the flow of abundance. So not quite yet, but soon. Mm. Nice. Okay. Nice. Be very patient. nice. And I have to say one last thing, uh, Jay, is that you will also in the next two years, you're going to start to enter a career energy. So you have yet to really embrace your path and your purpose, and you're ending on a five, which is all about career. And I have to say in my own personal experience, I ended up shifting at a corporate, and I was you know, working for a major bank in HR to the spiritual stuff when I was under a personal year of five and a peak of five. So the fact that I see that your last cycle is a five says that you will really be embracing your path and your purpose in the next couple of years. And that's typical of the 11s because 11 is a master frequency and a lot of the guiding energies don't embrace their path and purpose until much later because they need to have the personal experience to back them up. So they need to go through a lot of hindsight learning, a lot of you know, live and learn experiences. They they need that wisdom under their belt in order to get to where they need to be. So a lot of 11s will say to me, you know, I, I can't be embracing my path and my purpose now. Did I miss the boat somewhere along the way? And I tell them, no, you're right on time. So for you, you're just, you're kind of, everything's coming together in the next couple of years for you to really embrace your path and your purpose. Okay. Sounds pretty wonderful. I got to be more patient. I worked hard for this, so it took me about ten years to get here. So, <laughs> good things come to those who wait. <laughs> but he's an Aries. That's not going to be an easy deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Well, just know next fall will be the pivotal shift for sure. By next fall, sometime around August towards September, you'll start to feel it in a big way. Okay. Nice. That's that's not too far out. You know, time no. flies. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Hey, thank you yeah. so much. You're very welcome. Thank Thanks, you much. Thanks thank for you. calling in. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. You're welcome. So for anybody who's out there and uh, calling in with a question, we will get to you. I see I have a, a couple others right now. But I want to I want to talk to Michelle about another number because you, you already brought up the six because of what that was the energy of the year that we're in. But, you know, the energy of six is also really playing out in astrology right now with this grand sextile that we have had with sextile meaning a six-sided uh, uh, configuration. And, you know, that was the thing that really surprised me when I pulled up the um, the autumn chart is that 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 grand sextile star of david you might have also heard me call it 
um, is very plainly in uh, in view. I mean, it's just startling when you first look at it because it just looks so beautiful. So, you know, tell us more about that energy of six and how, you know, in a grand sextile, we're looking at lots of opportunities coming at us. But we have to really be very choosy when it comes to which one do we um, go off in, you know, what direction do we go. Um, and we also have to consider what's in my way of getting to where I'm going. And does that play into the sixth year that we're in as well? Well, yes, because I, you know, I've really been focusing on the fact that six is a relationship year for a lot of people, and it is. I mean, there's a lot of people going through a lot of relationship shifting right now, and the focus is on relationships. But the flip side of the six is creativity and creative expression. So we're really looking at growing at uh, you know going after our goals and making them happen creating new things and you know seeing things from a greater perspective so that we can move forward and create what we want to create but again sometimes we get carried away because the six can be very uh, in the negative pessimistic and glass half empty kind of energy it can be what if scenarios so you can create scenarios that really don't exist kind of energy. So it depends. You know, it's called the number of extremes. So you can have a really strong positive energy and you're, you know, uplifted and inspired to create new things in a positive way. But you can also be very um the negative side of the, the pessimistic glass half empty kind of energy and, and it has a really strong pull to both sides. So it depends on your energy, it depends on where you're at in your life, if you're using one or the other, but it can be a very volatile energy because it has those two extremes. So yeah, I, yeah. I see both sides of the spectrum with a lot of people right now where they're creating very negative things and then other people are creating magnificent things where they're really moving ahead in a big way. So so there's two sides this year to that six. It's the relationship yeah. factor, shifting out, you know, getting rid of relationships. Uh, I always say it's about starting, ending, changing relationships, <laughs> but also creative expression. Yep, yep. It's been a big deal this year, that is for sure. Lots of different people experiencing those relationship breakups and just changes that they didn't anticipate and so forth, which uh, is surprising, but not in light of this, you know, grand sextile, because to me, I look at that and I see people um, with a lot of scattered energy, you know, in this case, because you can go in so many different directions. And sometimes you can, you know, so lack focus. Uh, with this kind of, you know, like there's too many things to choose from uh, that you, you know, kind of get stuck because you don't know which one to choose. So it's really, really clear to me that you've got to go with what's coming from your intuitive self. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got to listen to, you know, what's going on from your, your inner guidance uh, in, in doing this. Now, one of the other things I didn't expect to jump out at me in this particular chart was that of a yod. Uh, which in astrology we call the finger of God, and it's very energetic. It really acts almost like, uh, I, I always think of it, when I look at it, it almost reminds me of a bow and arrow uh, because it, it's almost shoving you into a, a specific direction. And the point of the yod is at Uranus, at 10 degrees of Aries, and it's actually sitting at the fourth house um, cusp in uh, a chart that's drawn up for Seattle, Washington, so mostly for us on the West Coast, and it will be different as you march across the East, you know, to the East. But uh, to me, any time you have a yod pointing at Uranus, it is begging you to go in a new direction. And the base, the base of this particular yod is made up of the planet Ceres in Virgo and the Saturn-North Node conjunction in Scorpio. So as I'm really looking at that, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this yod um, is is very much another call to us to join the masculine and the feminine in a balanced way and move in a new direction. Kind of, you know, Ceres is uh, a, a dwarf planet, we call her. Um, she is the sister to the god Zeus in the pantheon of, of gods. And she's uh, recognized as the Earth Mother. She rules our food cooking, nutrition, and of course there's a lot of noise going on out there in the world right now about Monsanto and GMOs and our our food supply and um you know what happens if all of that radiation from Japan comes in this way and hits, you know, the North Pacific Ocean and begins to, you know, affect our food chain and so we see that at the forming at the base and then we also see 
that we need to make some changes at the other end in order to move forward with something healthy. Um, you know, the other thing about Ceres is she's the um, representation of the unification of giving and receiving, or the idea of flow. And the number six in Mayan astrology is really the number that is concerned with flow. So I think all of these things all from all these various different uh, areas are kind of lining up together to to show us where to go, right? Where are we moving? Yeah, you so, know, it's funny you say that, Janet, because I wanted to say um, with sixes, like I always refer to Lindsay Lohan because she's a six, and when sixes get stalled or, you know, they, they're not focusing on something, so it is about flow because when, they, when they're not actively creating, it's when they get in trouble. It's when they start to go down into the negative and spiral down. So six is about flow, and, and if you're not actively doing something to utilize the six, it will take you down into the negative. Mm-hmm. Yep, here we go. So we've we got to pay attention to this. So not to let the energy get stuck or stopped up, get get it moving, and you know, remember giving and receiving. It's all about a flow of energy, kind of the breath even, you know, the inflow and then the outflow. Um. Uh, we're going to take a caller, another caller, in just a moment. But I also wanted to point out that in this autumn, we have uh, on October 18th and 19th, we have a partial lunar eclipse coming up. And this at a full moon, of course, a lunar eclipse can only happen with the full moon, happens at uh, 26 degrees of Aries Libra and at 4.38 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And that'll be an interesting moon because the the last uh, eclipses have been across uh, Taurus or yeah Taurus and Scorpio, so this is kind of a preview of where the eclipses are moving, which will be toward Aries and Libra. And I always call that one the love and war axis in a chart because Aries is that warrior energy and Libra is very relationship oriented. Aries ruled by Mars, Libra ruled by Venus. So this ought to be a really interesting eclipse that comes up uh, during uh, the uh, middle of October. And uh, then we have Mercury going retrograde again. It's moving into retrograde October 21st, and will stay in retrograde until November 10th. That means... You know, Mercury rules transportation, uh, communication, and in the the flow of information. And so we have to be very careful under a retrograde that we make sure we um, make all of our communication with each other is as clear as possible. You want to make sure if you're traveling during that period of time that you check and recheck your luggage, your credentials, uh, your you know travel documents, your uh, your travel is likely to get you know messed up in some way, so always fun to have the um, retrograde begins the shadow period begins October first, and that's often when some of the wackiest things happen those three weeks leading into the retrograde, and it is retrograde then until November tenth. So uh, before I get now before I move into the energies of November. Um, talk to me about what's the energy in October like? You know, we talked about Jan- or, uh, September, you know, having that energy of carrying something new, a beginning of some sorts. What does the energy of October hold numerologically? Well, okay, so September is the kind of the symbol of the end of an old cycle, beginning of a new cycle. But when we hit the one energy, which is October, so one, zero, so we reduce it down, it's one. One is the number of new beginnings. And it's also the first physical number. So a lot of people may intellectualize the energy of September and want to say, okay, make my checklist. This is what I want to change. But they may not take action until the one year, or the one month, sorry. And so October tends to be an action month more so than Mm -hmm. September on a physical level. But there's definitely the behind-the-scenes action in September, and then we take action in um, October. And I tend to use it like that because I'm an intellectual, so I tend to kind of make my checklist and then take action when I hit the the physical one year or one month. And so October is going to be much more action-packed. But because it's a 10, it can be um, a mentoring energy as well. So people may want to, especially the people like Jay, for example, who are being called to their posts as a guide, they may feel called to share of themselves and be the, you know, step up to the plate as being the mentors of the guides and really sharing of themselves and taking action in that way. Wow. And then, of course, you throw uh, an eclipse in there, which I call eclipses game changers, 
because they really tend to allow us to see things in a different way. Um, and often something will have to, to move out of the way in order for us to uh, kind of connect to that, that new beginning. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out for people too. Um, and before we get too much further in, into this discussion, I'd like to take our next caller. Cindy, if you're out there, uh, what's your question today? Hi there. Hi. I love how what are you're you talking doing? about. <laughs> I'm well. I, we do too. My bags are packed <laughs> and I'm ready to move. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you should take a look at my. You should take a look at my astrology chart, and you'll understand why. <laughs> and that the eclipse well, is actually going to conjunct my descendant sign. Oh, okay. So something that's been hidden kind of reveals itself, huh? Squaring my midheaven. <laughs> oh, oh. So are you going to be traveling for work, or or what's what's the uh, the move about? Oh, I said I'm I'm just uh, my I've been making all kinds of plans. I'm in a number seven year now, but you know I've bought mm-hmm. uh, I've put my house on the market for sale. I bought a condo. I'm you know I'm just like preparing to move. <laughs> what's your birth date, Cindy? It's uh, July 12, 1949. Okay. And July 12, 1949. And what city were you born in? Summers, S-O-M-E-R-S, mm-hmm. Point, New Jersey. New Jersey. And do you know what time you were born? 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m. All right. So while I'm pulling up your chart, maybe if you have a numerology question, you can talk to Michelle about that for a moment. Okay. Hi, Michelle. So you said Hi. You well, I was just—I was kind of calculating your numbers as uh, Janet was talking, so I was um, just trying to figure out where you are as a personal year. I'm glad I'm out of my number six year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, those six years are tough. Um, yeah, and it's interesting too because you're not in seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, you are. Wow. Okay, so you are in a sixteen, seven year. Okay, let me just see. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, you are. Okay, so so this year is really, really pivotal for you. A lot of people who are in a 16-7 year, they start out the year one way and they end a completely different person. So it's an energy that is really about turning the page in a big, big way. So yes, it is a 7 year, which is very self-reflective. It's the teaching learning number. It's the truth seeker. But when it's a 16-7 year, it really is about focusing on turning the page and uh, you know moving forward to the next level or the next phase. So, you know, the way you started the year isn't the way you're going to end the year at all. And most people will feel like they're a different person or that they, you know, it's a different lifetime. And the word hate, for example, vibrates to the 16-7. So when we say I hate you to someone, it's very energetically stripping because it reveals truth in a big way. It really puts the truth out on the table for all to see. And that's really what happens when we're in a 16-7 year. It's really, you know, puts our truths out on the table to be, to, for the light to be revealed on them and, you know, for things to be unraveled. Let me just see what cycle you're under. So you would be on your last cycle, so that would be... Oh, the number nine year? No, the outer cycle. Oh, so you're oh. like Jay. You're in an outer cycle, um, a nine-year cycle of 12-3. So things are really coming together for you too. So 12 is a whole and complete number and three is a number of unity. So you're in a transformational year, but also an outer cycle of connecting the dots. And you are also a master number. You're a 33-6. Lindsay Lohan, for example, is a 33-6, and they tend to be self-sabotagers. So they tend to really... <laughs> Oh, you know, sabotage their energy because they're self-doubting and very self-critical of themselves. So they, you know, they kind of kick themselves when they're they get too far up on the the success ladder, so to speak, because they they start doubting themselves. So it oh is a master God. frequency. It's a master teacher. So again, you're probably feeling the call to post. And as fall comes in, you're going to start to feel the eight energy shift. So you're starting to get an air of confidence right now. It's starting yes. to move in, and the confidence is going to start to build because you're in a no-fail year next year. It's an eight energy. It's a number of abundance, manifestation. You're going to really go after your goals. But at the same time, because it's a world year of seven, it's all about truth. So whatever goals you're going after is really going to resonate with who you are and your truth. So it's it's going to be a good year next year for you. Um, it wasn't so much this year, but in hindsight it was, I think. I think you really kind of shifted through a lot of things and sorted through a lot of things and cleared the runway, so to speak. 
<laughs> well, that's all true. All true. Very good. Yeah, so, so look forward to next year. I think it's going to be good for you. Oh, great. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, for you, Cindy, because as I pulled your chart up, I just realized that your ascendant at 22 degrees Libra is the heiress point. And I am going to ask you to call back in on uh, the show for the – 26th of this month, if you can, because my guest is going to be Laura Walker of the Oracle Report, and she is the queen of uh, Eris and Lilith, and um, she's going to be fascinated uh, to talk to you because of your ascendant being at the Eris point. The Eris point, meaning the point at which Eris was discovered. And so anybody with um, a rising sign and any planets at that particular point of their chart have a life that really is very interesting because one of the words that I heard Michelle talk to you about is that there's always seemingly that there's two sides, right? There's the high and the low side. Well, that's mm-hmm. sort of the hallmark of a lifetime when you have uh, the heiress point is there's always uh, two sides to everything, sort of like things begin one way but so totally turn out differently. And um, to make things a little more interesting, you have your nodal axis, the north node and the south node, right along your ascendant descendant. So interesting, interesting time uh, for you to have called in today because um, there's very few people that she's found so far that have that kind of signature in their chart. Now, oh, good, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, it, okay. it's I'll pretty fascinating. In. Yep, that'll be on the 26th. You're free to call okay. in any time, but I mean on the 26th is when uh, she'll be here. And um, we'll definitely you know, want to, to talk to you about that because she knows more about this one in particular. And not only that, you were born at a time when Eris and Lilith, like sisters there, were in uh, almost an exact conjunction. Oh, my gosh, she's just going to die. So <laughs> both in Aries in your sixth house. Um, so uh, I wish I knew more about what to tell you about that. So definitely we'll want to have you call in that day. I'm going to actually write down your name um, and make sure that we get you through that day. So now going further, you were talking about, um, you know, you're ready for some things to happen. And I was looking at, you know, talking earlier about the yod that's pointed at Uranus. And Uranus in your chart is um, is in Cancer. And, of course, has just been hit by Lilith and by Jupiter transiting through there in your ninth house, which is sort of expanding your uh, spiritual side of things. You're um, expanding your ability to tune in to your higher self and uh, to be in the right place at the right time. And that's a continuation, a continuing theme that's going to be moving on here through uh, the rest of this particular season and the eclipses, sure thing, are going to be right across uh, your ascendant descendant, and that that can be really interesting too. Luckily, we'll have her on the show before that um, eclipse comes, so we'll want to talk to her about that as well, and see what that means for you. Mm-hmm. Did you have a specific question you wanted to answer? Well, I, I think from what you said, I think I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and you know, I'm just sort of blindly moving myself forward and putting a, I put my house on the market, and hopefully it will yeah. sell. If it doesn't, I've already bought a condo anyway. But you know, I should sell my house. I really need to sell my house. I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that some of this is going to happen, like this month or next month. Do you see that uh, in the chart? I, you know, your house selling is usually the domain of the fourth. Um, and that you don't have any energy moving through there, but you have Mars at the other end. So Mars puts action to everything, and I think you will see that this will probably button up a whole lot quicker than you had originally thought, um, just because Mars wants action, and it's in Leo. So um, often when I see Mars in Leo, things happen a whole lot faster. Faster than yeah, sometimes I think it's going to like hit my Pluto-Venus uh, in Leo. Yeah, at Pluto, Venus, they're not quite there yet, but they will be shortly. I mean, he will be shortly. He's at 10 degrees, nine between 9 and 10 degrees, and your Venus is at 13, Pluto at 15. So very close to being hit. And that, of course, sends energy across to your fourth house where you have the moon. So it makes right. me think it's coming very quickly. 
Um, but even more than that, you have some very uh, strong energy in your first house. So there's a personal revolution going on here for you as well with Venus by transit and then the Saturn-North node conjunction going on in your first house. So you're kind of clearing out a lot of stuff about you, right, stuff that no longer yes. suits you. That's and right. so that makes even more sense, like you're following a path and, and doing what seems to be uh, the right course of action for you at this time. So that tends to make things uh, happen. It's not that it makes it happen faster. It just puts you within the flow, I guess, to go back to another word we were using earlier, the flow. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can feel it. it all, yeah, it all looks really good for you. So um, carry on. Just keep you know doing whatever intuitively comes for you. Um, you're actually going to have Jupiter move forward to your sun at 20 degrees Cancer. Um, in fact, that's the degree that Jupiter will go to retrograde motion on uh, on November 7th. So I think between now and November 7th, you're going to see a lot happen. So I know oh, that's great. maybe you know several you know that's two months away still. But if you can get things tied up before then, before Jupiter goes to retrograde motion, you'll be in uh, Fat City, so to speak. Oh, great. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I would be too. So don't forget, call in on the 26th and uh, talk to Laura. And I've written your name down already, so I remember uh, when you when you call in, okay? Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Cindy. Thanks for calling today. Okay, bye. Bye. We have another caller too, and I, I we only have 10 minutes left. And Michelle, I swear the time goes by faster every week that I'm on the radio. It just drives me nuts. Um, but I would like to take Steve's call before we end up uh, the day. So, Steve, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What is your question? I just want to know if you see any significant changes in my life. It feels kind of stuck. Just you and half the planet. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> what's your birthday? What's your birth date, Steve? Nine eighteen fifty six. At least I'm not alone. Not right, exactly. Michelle, while I um, pull up his chart, I'm going to have you start on his numbers, okay? Okay, I'm just calculating here. Um, let me okay. Just see. 21. You go right ahead. Steve, where were you born? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, 5.30 in the morning. 5.30. And so my, um, my personal year always coincides with the universal year because nine nine day and month. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's a six year globally, so we're in a relationship year, but you're in a nine personal year. So it's all about uh, outer shifting, um, high change energy. Nine is the symbol of ending of an old cycle, beginning of a new cycle. So you're really in high shift mode. What did you say? I was in a six year. No, no. Uh, If you add nine and eight, uh, 17, 18, so it's nine. Mm, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Nine, so it's nine eighteen, right? Nine eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me see. Seventeen eighteen. Yes. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, it's six. So yeah, you are in a double whammy. So yeah, it is relationships, but it's also creativity and creative expression. So you you definitely are in a double whammy. You're a three. So you know, mm-hmm. looking at that, um, it's it's mental energy. It's definitely. Threes intellectualize a lot of things. This particular life path for you, the 39, it adds to 39, and then 3 plus 9 is 12, and then 1 plus 2 is 3. It tends to be the most negative of the threes, and I don't mean it to say that you're a negative person. I just mean that you tend to uh, be a bit more pessimistic, a bit more um, attractive of the dramas and things. You, You tend to attract that kind of energy. So it's a little bit more challenging in terms of the three energy. So I I tend to find that this particular three will attract people that have a lot of drama, if if you know what I mean. So you Mm -hmm. tend to be the uh, the referee for a lot of drama in your life. Yeah. So that's a that's a combination that's really rough. It can be particularly challenging. Let me just see. Seventeen, eighteen, nine, nine, and three, nine, twelve, three, and you. How old are you now? You would be fifty-seven, fifty-six. 56, okay, so 12 and, 
Oh, okay. So you, again, that twelve three showing up. This is a third caller that's had a cycle third of twelve person, three. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about things coming together. Twelve is the whole and complete number. Three is the number of unity. So there's a lot of loose ends being tied. Uh, a lot of things kind of coming full circle. You know, a lot of energies that maybe you've been working on but haven't really connected the dots. They're starting to come together. So. This year, next, again, focusing on authenticity and just really stepping into your energy. And so there's a lot of things coming together. The only thing I see on your chart that's really challenging is that you don't have a lot of physical energy. You're really top-heavy. If you could see your energy, it would be more like you had this big head with this little skinny body. So manifesting your ideas, I mean, you really have a lot of great ideas. But to bring them to fruition is the tough part. It's a challenge. It's where you really hit a lot of stumbling blocks. So you're really okay. very much the intellectual, and you really think uh, much more rapidly than the average person. So you have, you know, endless ideas, and you really right. have the feeling, the feeling behind them, which is basically the two elements of the law of attraction, which is thinking about it and then feeling it. But bringing it to reality is where you get hung up. Right, right. So your life, yeah, your life lessons really revolve around taking action and making it okay. happen, and really, okay. you know, taking taking yourself down from the mind plane and focusing on, I'm not gonna, even though it's not logical, it feels right, so I'm gonna do it. That kind of energy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. Now, just from my standpoint, now, um, Steve, you're moving into between your 56th and your 57th birthday, around about. You come into your right. Saturn return. And so that is basically what you're headed for, although you're not there yet. Saturn is um, only at about 7, 8 degrees, 8, 9 degrees, excuse me. And your natal Saturn sits at 28 degrees. So this won't really happen for about another year for you. Okay. But here's what I want you to start thinking about. What can I let go of now that is no longer serving me? Because what happens with the first, with this, uh, excuse me, second Saturn return in your life is that you begin to prune things away. Um, you know, kind of letting go of things that aren't working. Um, And if you start that process ahead of time because you know it's coming, then you're not getting to that Saturn return and getting stuck and mired in it or feeling like something's being yanked away from you. So you can begin that process now. And just because you can do it now consciously, right? (laughs) I I can move forward consciously knowing that I can let go of some things that aren't working. Um, did you have a specific question on something you wanted to look at? Because we're we're only at a few minutes left here. Just what any changes you're seeing significantly? Significant changes. Well, our change agent uh, Mars is actually moving through your twelfth house. Now that doesn't make for any real changes on the outer world. It makes for changes going on within, and in particular, the things that come up around any fears, limiting thoughts patterns that haven't served you, self-sabotaging behaviors, all of those kinds of things are the things that you need to change inside so that you can see them outside. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, it does. Yep. That's what I want you to, to, to put your energy towards because that's what's really happening. Uranus is moving through your eighth house, so you're being freed from a lot of crap from the past, if you will. And... um and that could be tricky. Relationships might have to end. Um, not that I want to set you up for anything like that, but sometimes it's the most obvious thing that's in our way that we've been hesitant to let go of that we need to let go of, mm-hmm. even if it is. Right? So be willing to, to do that, but look at the inside. What's going on on the inside? What have I okay. been? What have I used as a way to sabotage myself in the past? That kind okay. of thing. All right. Thank you yeah. so much for calling would, in today and waiting for us to get saying, to you. One last yeah. thing. When Mars, when Mars goes into Virgo, will it at any time go retrograde? Because I had a hard time last time when it was retrograding Virgo. It was really frustrating. Lucky you. Yes, Mars will go retrograde uh, in, I want to say, March of 2014. But it will do that in Libra. So you're off okay, the hook, you. except that your Mercury's oh, in Libra. So you Mars. might have a little bit of a, of a hit, but... Um, yeah, I can imagine when it was in uh, Virgo that that was difficult. It was yeah, because your difficult. Jupiter and your Sun is in Virgo, so yeah, yeah. that that would have so been much. some fun. All right, Steve, take care. Bye bye. Bye. My goodness, here we are at the end of our hour, and we haven't even gotten into the rest of the transits that are going on. Darn it! 
But I do want to let people know next week we are doing an experiment. My my friend Judith, who does tarot card readings, is going to be coming on the show, and we have an extended show just for her, two hours, because last time we had a lot of people that didn't get little their card readings, and we want to make sure we get to everybody. So next week we will be a two-hour show, and you can call in and get mini tarot card readings. And last time she and I did the tarot cards along with astrology, just like Michelle and I today did numerology and astrology, and uh, it was fun and it was fascinating. So join us next week for that. And the following week we will have a, um, a conversation about the Black Moon and Eris when we have Laura Walker of the Oracle Report on with us. Michelle? Thank you so much for joining me today. Tell people really quickly how they can find you. Well, the quickest way is my website, which is michellearbo.com. Uh, Michelle with two L's, and Arbo is A-R-B-E-A-U.com. Awesome. So, Thank you thanks, so Janet. much for joining me today. I'm going to have you on again so we can talk some more about the autumn. I'm just not sure when, so we'll have to Absolutely. coordinate our schedules, okay? All right, thanks. All right, thank you, everybody, and thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, and have a stellar week. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for readings at www.living-astrology.com or by email at janet at living-astrology.com. Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions. Goodbye for now and have a stellar week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.